What's up, Paul? I'm so energized. What time is it there? 6.53. It's 5.53 here. Just so Holy you know. Shit. So Holy it, shit. We're Neighbors Trash, and Neighbors Trash is a show that uh, we've been uh, releasing for years, and we're all big fans of it. It and has been years by now, hasn't it? Yeah, we released the first one. We were recording in our parents' home. Uh, and We recorded in, in our parents' home? Yeah, it was at the their dinner dinner room table for some reason we decided to go over there it was on my old task cam that i still have um what did we talk about we i think we talked about that uh that um dartboard i believe that was the first one oh yeah because we had like an actual premise when we first started where we actually like went to the thrift store and found shit which is cool and we would like research it and talk about it i know it was like we were actually doing a podcast yeah, we were di- we were contributing to the world. Now we're just having a phone call that is being listened to by other people. I mean, that's what happens when you move away from people, too, is that <laughs> it's like, well, this is when I talk to you. So we're talking at least for an hour about, you know, Menards or something. Um, we scratched a lot of Menards stuff. So sorry, everybody who was yeah, hoping to hear about Menards. I thought I was nailing it. And Kelly's like, this this Menards bit is. <laughs> She said it wasn't any good. So no, I didn't. There's just no energy. Oh, okay. I was full of energy telling that story. I wasn't. I wasn't full of energy. <laughs> you were full of energy listening to it. I see. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. So anyway, we are neighbors trash. And yes, we we used to dig things uh, or we used to find things and talk about them. I think that's a fun premise. But perhaps we'll go back there someday. Let's just say um, let me start with this, okay? Oh, you know what? Hey, Kelly, I mm-hmm. found it at a thrift shop. We'll get into our days here. This is just an introduction. I found the uh, "You Only Live Twice" uh, uh, record, so oh, I own that. That's uh, fun. Yeah, I've been collecting them. This is long before I started my rewatch. I was just like, wouldn't it be funny to have all the James Bond on? Didn't I give you one? I thought because I felt I felt like I found one somewhere. Did I get it? I think you did. I think you got me the golden eye one. I'm pretty sure you did. Um, yes. If not, we'll just say it. I don't care. You know. Okay. Um, I have I a can... lot of. I have a lot of the Moors. You know, I have a quite a few Conneries as well. Um, the newer and the mid, like the 80s and 90s, and today, I have not been able to find so much, um, except for golden eye. So, that's a little bit about uh, that. I do like to listen to them. They're fun to listen to. Um, we've had several conversations in the past about James Bond and we're going to do it again today. So today we're writing the next James Bond movie and, uh, I'm going to, you know, leave. You didn't even ask about my day. We're going, we're get. I said, we're getting there. I'm setting up the show (laughs) and then we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I do collect these records. And we are going to talk about James Bond and we are going to write a new James Bond movie and it's going to be a lot of fun and we're a lot of laughs and, you know, that's just kind of what we do. So, uh, Kelly, let me just start by asking you, (laughs) um, how was your day? (laughs) I was so glad you asked. It was good. Um, I didn't have a very eventful day today. I think it got... 
um, too hot because I wore a sweater because it was cold in the mornings now and it's hot in the afternoon. So I wore my sweater in the morning and then I think I got too hot and I was all, uh, I felt all gross for most of the day. And then I got home and changed and then I felt pretty good. Oh. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's great. I, it sounds like you had a nice uh, day. It was a little warmer here as well. I, I also started with a sweater, but uh, once I got back inside, it was like immediately I had to take my sweater off. I know. Uh, I hate when you like, because I, I just wore it over a tank top, so I couldn't take it off. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, crap. That was like, that was just like just a little too hot. And then I know that's the problem because there's no good balance because it's like if you bring a jacket, you've got to carry the jacket around bring a sweater you're gonna have to either plan to take it off or just deal with it neither of those yeah. options are fun um, but now i'm in my lafayette broncos church yeah i've heard and of them. i'm feeling good feeling good i've heard of them i heard I've... them i heard they were one of the, the best uh high school football teams in the world yep that's that's what i heard too and don't <laughs> check into it if anybody's <laughs> Not a it not doesn't follow. Uh, I don't remember Indiana if we were football. we were we bad. I thought we were okay. I'm pretty sure we constantly got our asses kicked. That's what I remember. <laughs> really, like, constantly by the school, the other schools in Lafayette, and by everybody else. It's probably because our football team was so nice. But I remember they couldn't <laughs> bear to beat anybody else. We were the school too that had the all the money that went to building the new like gigantic. I know. That's why I thought we were good. <laughs> and then like just this crappy little field that they used to play. They did finally get a new field. Bob Roarman uh, gave us the money for it. But Bob Roarman, I wonder why he gave us so much money. He because yeah, he funded the foot. No, yeah, he funded the football field, and then he funded the. The I'm music sure center did both. I mean, he's from there. He went there. Yeah, but I'm not going to give him any of my hard-earned money. You don't have bill, however rich Bob Roarman was. You're not as rich as Bob Roarman. But if I was, <laughs> I don't think that I would build a music wing at Jefferson High School. Okay, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> that's just what Bob did. That and I hope they're <clears throat> listening because they're not getting a penny from me. I don't see Axl Rose like building a new, you know, aquarium at the uh, zoo, you know. Yeah, that son of a bitch. I don't see all the other celebrities we have. The director of The Way We Were, I can't remember their name. <laughs> that uh, person was from Lafayette. Just yeah. hundreds of celebrities. I'm surprised Jennifer Lawrence hasn't built anything in Louisville for us. Because she hates it there. I know, so but she should build something. Just give us, we have her big dumb head up. Like, give us I know, um, that guy, though, finally someone has a bigger board than her. Who's that guy, the rapper? Jack Harlow? Yeah. I thought he, he was a, a I thought he was more of a Kentucky. No, no, he's Louisville. Never mind. He's Louisville. Mm. Yeah, he came to the Derby and shit. Um, but yeah, his is huge. Like, his is bigger than all of them. Yeah. But it's also kind of out of the way because it's it's like right before you turn onto Bardstown Road before you mm -hmm. get to the shops. That's where his is. Okay. But it's like three times the size of J Laws. I wonder I wonder if they have to pay for it. You know, is I don't know. No, because no, I think fans of Jennifer Lawrence uh, funded hers. Really? Yeah, I don't think she bought I think that it was fan made. 
didn't do you think the 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 Jin Lore fans and the uh and the other guys fans what's his name? Jack Harlow. Yeah. I know that guy. Um do you think that they competed and that was part of it? They're like, we need a bigger one. We I don't need know. it to be bigger. Maybe. Is there a restriction he- on how big it can be? And then all the Colonel Sanders fans were like, <laughs> ours has got to be even bigger. I don't have a problem with J-Law having her poster and shit, but I don't, I do not understand why hers is above the Muhammad Ali Center when Muhammad Ali's could be above the Muhammad Ali Center. That's a weird choice. You know? That's a his, weird is, choice. his is in that same area. His is a block away under the bridge. Yeah, but I wonder if that has some significance to him like like the whole tale of him throwing the metal in the water like did he hang out over there what did he train down there like i bet there's some significance to that maybe we're unaware of because that that is a weird choice but i've never heard anyone complain about it you know you heard me complain about it except for you (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i have heard you complain about it how many people do you talk to about the banners well it's never come up you know (laughs) But nobody's had any issues. You're the only person that talks about the banners. We probably talked on this show about the banners like five. Probably. Times. I'm the only one all peeved off about the banners all You're the time. Peeved off. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we better get into the oh, did I tell you about my day? Because it doesn't matter. No. I didn't do anything. I, I got some molasses cookies and I set up some molasses. Molasses cookies from the Trader Joe's. You know, I got. I some... love Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is, is great. Um, you know, I love Trader Joe's. I'm I'm not even saying that. Like, I they're great. If you want to, like, it's just unfortunate for us that the Whole Foods is like a half step closer. But like, um, it's it's like if you walk over there and I'm like, well, I'm gonna buy like a two days worth of groceries. It's like that'll be thirty dollars. I think you said that. It's like it's, it's always, always $30. fucking thirty dollars, and it's like yeah crazy how it's and it's if you go to like target and especially around here where i'm living now it's like you know if you go to target and you try to get like cinnamon it's like oh eight dollars like but if you go to the joe's you can get cinnamon for like you know two dollars three dollars and it's like you can't get that stuff anywhere else i i really appreciate the joe's i really appreciate the prices at the joe's you guys call it the joe's that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I also call, call it Whole Foods the foods. The foods. <laughs> the Joe's and the foods. Um, okay. The only thing that happened to me this week was I had that small trip to Terre Haute, which is northern Indiana. No, Terre Haute is not northern Indiana. Terre Haute is, is it not? No. Where was I? Terre Haute is. It's not in the south. It's not the like the deep south, but it's south of Indianapolis and it's it's west. I drove for three and a half hours. To That's get not there. that far. Yes, it is. It only takes me an hour and a half to get to Indy. That's because you can go straight up 65 and you can't do that. You have to. It's still west. Like you have to go. You're going west. That's the that's what's taking the time up. You Google Terre Haute and you look at it. I don't want to. It was boring <laughs> there then, and I don't want to look at it now. Terre Haute is like that's everybody's right. <laughs> everybody's right that it's just it's just it's just flat and boring. Yeah, it's just like what you I guess 
that's like when you see it, you're like, maybe Indiana is all of this, you know? It's just <laughs> like, it's it feels weird being there. It's just kind of creepy. It is the flattest nothingness. I feel like I've been there several times and I can't even picture what, like, it just seemed to me to be like a couple loose buildings every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, there's nothing standard. I mean, there's a college there. That's why we were there, but I already forget yeah. what the college name was. That's, um, uh, that's uh, uh, ISU, Rose isn't something? it? No, it was called, it was like a private small school because oh, it was like okay. Rose something. The campus was really pretty, but like, I don't know, we we were trying to get recommendations for dinner and people were like, there's a Texas roadhouse nearby. Yeah. And we're like, there's nothing local. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but yes, it is not a place to go if you, I did eat at it. When I went there, I ate at a cafeteria and a gas station. Wow. Um, it wasn't bad <laughs> we weren't uh, recommended the gas station i was the... i recommended it to you and you laughed at me but i was you... i was actually joking because i no. don't even remember I, we just were there and that's what we ate so it's not like it was actually well it, i we didn't had panda express yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a part of that's a place you just uh you don't want to drive through or see or be in or stay in a hotel at and if you're from Indiana, my, sh my shower didn't even work like the shower didn't work mm -hmm. and it got mm -hmm. to the point like i'm not gonna go get i'm not gonna get a new room because it was like late and so i just had to like dry shampoo my hair but i don't know it's, it's you when you stay at a hotel you just assume that the shower's the gonna shower work. works or someone would quickly figure out the shower is not working <laughs> yeah yeah that's um <laughs> anyway that's Terre Haute. Terre Haute. All right, let's get into it. The meat and potatoes. Here we go. So we're doing a James Bond. We're building a James Bond movie. So uh, we decided, because we've done the Gremlins one, we wrote Gremlins 3, and it got picked up, and we're very excited. <laughs> now that the writer's strike is finally over, congratulations. We've uh, been in touch with Joe Dante. Is. He's fucking thrilled. Yes, Joe Dante. He said this is better than anything he could have written in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually started burning the original uh the original <laughs> gremlins because he's like there's no this is it like now that this is out there's no reason to have the gremlins anymore. Is what he said. And I'm like What did he say he was far. embarrassed that he, he couldn't embarrassed, think of yeah. this before? He said it was just not worth it. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, <laughs> <laughs> not not in like a bad way you know uh so we are going to write james bond and i do want to tell you kelly that i didn't prepare for this and i purposely what do you mean by that okay what i'll mean by that <laughs> is that i didn't like i was gonna look up some names or like kind of remind myself on some things or maybe take some notes or say like i'd like this or I, we need to have these things but i'm like I feel pretty com confident at this point that I could I could probably work through this. And I think it would be better, you know, if maybe like that way I'm not, you know, because I've seen these movies more than you have, I think would be fair. Um, and I don't want to like steer in the wrong way. I'd like to see what your your perception of the movies are with having seen okay. you've seen the Craigs. I know you've seen you've seen all the Craigs. I've seen all the Craigs, I'd say. And you like the Craigs. I do. Um, but then you watched World's Not Enough and you decided no more James Bond. 
that's which is probably fair. correct. That's fair. That's uh, that's fair. So, but yeah, you kept giving me characters to cast, and you didn't even cast them yourself. <laughs> is that what you're saying to me? Oh, I see. So you're, um, well, oh dear. Okay, let me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, indeed. I don't know what to say. I guess. I oh don't... bother! Now <laughs> my head is stuck in the honey pot again. Is that uh, is is that James Bond? It's James Bond. That's poo if he was James Bond. Don't hate it. But I was just thinking, like, you. I also don't know celebrity very well. I can't remember anyone's name. Anyone who listens to the show knows. I cannot remember anyone's name. So it, what is it going to help me, you know? What's it going to help? So let's do... I'm not saying I'm... I'm not, like, coming into this with a bad attitude. I'm just coming to it to a diff, with a different approach than maybe... Uh, previous episodes where I wrote something down, you know. Understood. Jeez. <laughs> Good lord. I'm not actually upset in any capacity. That really hurt my feelings. I know. I know. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started. So why don't you tell us? Why don't you just tell us? Tell the everybody what your impression of James Bond is. What you think is necessary to have and and these James Bond movies? What are you coming at it with? So to me, James Bond always seems kind of, I guess this is what I, I thought we'd change because James Bond always feels like it's taking uh, place in the past. I don't know if it's supposed to always feel that way. I, like obviously when you're watching like 70s movies, it's like this is the past and that's just how it was. But I don't know if it's because they're British and it just feels like dated. It's like when you're watching any British show, it feels like it happened 10 years ago. But even the Craig ones, like, I don't think, were they ever supposed to be modern? Yeah, they're supposed to be modern in the Craig era. But I think they definitely do have the aesthetic still of like, a, it's not, you don't feel that connected to uh, the present day in them. No, I never felt like anything was happening. Like, I never felt like Daniel Craig would like walk into a McDonald's or something. I don't think McDonald's exists in the James Bond universe. I don't know what they eat there. Except for like, Food, except yeah. for like revolving restaurants on every corner or something, you know. Revolving restaurants. Yeah, I feel like in the James oh, Bond I universe, I feel like they have like those restaurants that you go up and they're like skyscrapers and they rotate while you're eating. I. <laughs> where does that image come from? I don't think I've ever seen a James Bond where that's happened. I'm just saying, like, if he was like, I got to go to a restaurant, I feel like that's the kind of restaurant he'd I... go to. I don't think, I don't think he'd ever go to McDonald's. Like, I don't think McDonald's exists. You're just saying they would go to like a, it would be look like maybe it could be something that would be a McDonald's, but it's just not. Also, it's no, I just like, think he just doesn't go to McDonald's. Like, you know. But I get no, nobody in the James Bond yeah, universe. Yeah, nobody goes like, Also, like, where are there, like, villains that are just outwardly villains in, like, normal society? Except right. for, like, the obvious ones that are just, like, billionaires. But, like, you don't really get, like, a, um, villain plots in your everyday life. <laughs> it just sounds like you're... You're confused that James Bond is a movie. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I understand that these elements are 
in life, but that's because we're watching a movie about a spy who fights villains for a living. And they keep that separate from everyday life for the rest of us are experiencing. Yeah, because they got to go undercover and shit. Like, they're undercover. I don't know. Spot does this so we don't have to. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're muted again. Okay. I know. Um, I mute when I cough. Sorry. That's fine. That's what I was. Okay. We don't have to get into this because you're not, you're not releasing that argument. (laughs) Um, So. (laughs) I'm not releasing the argument. Sounds like it got rough. (laughs) Just for context quickly, it wasn't a real argument, but I was just, just continuous stream of thought talking like because i saw kelly's microphone was muted so i was waiting for her microphone to be unmuted so he would not shut up about menards and i'm like is he gonna take a breath and then you said i was muted and i'm like oh shit that's why you can't stop talking yeah i didn't want to leave any dead air i was being a good host but then i realized after a while that that was probably not the case um shut up about menards shut (laughs) up about menards (laughs) so i get what you're saying and i i i i I am i'm happy to and this is again (laughs) why this is again why i wanted to let you kind of build the world because i want to you know do the little bit of james bonding but i don't want it to be corrupted by my knowledge of the movies you know what i mean you're gonna have to throw some stuff in because like that's part of (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> do not yell at me do not yell at me i'm so sorry <laughs> it just gets a little tense with the whole menards thing and now this <laughs> say fake money and menards <laughs> uh the brother uh one of the murray brother that was there i can't remember his name he seems like a nice man but uh he was very aware of of this part of the country's you know you know the the what things to say to get the audience to cheer oh my god that was all cut this is the who's line yeah i was like what the fuck are you talking about i sorry this was the who's line situation i can't keep going this is just oh. too hard to explain because this was all cut as well um so i need to stop anyway he's saying the menards theme incorrectly on stage <gasps> no yeah. mm-hmm. that would piss me off yeah I would be throwing stuff at him. But everybody clapped, but we were all sort of secretly, we were like, that wasn't the right. I would have booed. Like, what did he say? He said, you can, he didn't, because it's save big money. Save big money, save big money when you shop Menards. Menards has a sale on lumber today. $99. Everybody in Menards cheers. <laughs> Say <laughs> big money at Menards. <laughs> That's the commercial. <laughs> we got it. That was beautiful. $99 planks of wood. I can only think of one thing that a hardware store has, and it's wood. That's um, usually that's what they have. That's yeah, hardware store. Plumbing supplies. I thought about plumbing as well. Um Paint. Paint. All right. So we're going to get back into the James Bond world. I would like to say that I agree that maybe we should flesh out this world with a little bit more um, 
Steph, recognizable stuff, make the cities feel a little bit more, maybe like you said, make them feel a little bit more modern by seeing some, some, some of our, you know, maybe less desirable culture. Like the we're gonna see we're gonna see Q go to Menards and get all the equipment for his inventions. He's going pushing through like a dad pushing his shopping cart with James Bone walking (laughs) next to him like a son who has no idea what's going on (laughs) and is being told pointed at things and they're like dad's like that's that I'm like okay like that's well, exactly what the James Bond. So this is great. We'll build this scene and we'll build out from here. So they're shopping at Menards. It's specifically Menards. We'll get a shot outside of Menards. We go inside. Q is pushing the shopping cart. Uh, James Wait, Bond, but before before we get into the world, we gotta cast the characters. I don't think so. I disagree. What? I think <gasps> we need to build what kind of James Bond this is organically. Then we cast. Because if we put an actor in there, it's going to throw how we build this, you know? Unless you have someone in mind that you think is so perfect that you just need to do it now. We don't need to do it now, but I I had a few people. Okay. So, I think that Vince Vaughn would be a good James Bond. In the modern sense, No. I wasn't expecting you to say no. I think Randall Park would be a great James Bond. Let me pull up his photo. Vince Vaughn? I just think he'd be snarky and he'd like say a bunch of mean shit and the villains would be like, is this guy guy saying this to me? (laughs) I feel like that my immediate reaction was like, that's too much like that's too much like the whole Marvel thing. With okay, like, I did think it would get a little too Thor Ragnarok. That's yeah, like that's uh, a little bit like Robert Downey Jr. Like he's gonna like those kind of annoying jokey quips that I don't I don't okay. appreciate. What's well, this okay. man's name? Richard Polo. <laughs> I'm gonna let this let sit. Randall Park. Randall Park. Where'd you go for a minute? I've been coughing. Ah, you told me that. I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I have what we call long COVID. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That really sucks. It does suck. I had COVID two months ago, and I've had a cough ever since. You don't think that this guy would also... No, no. He doesn't do that kind of shtick. No, Randall Park's more chill. Yeah. He's more like he's suave and he's good looking, but he's like he can be goofy, but he's I feel like he could play a serious James Bond pretty well. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of have to hate James Bond a little bit, right? Like I already threw out Vince Vaughn and you're all like, so I I threw out somebody hateable and you're all like me and I threw out somebody lovable and you're like me. I did not go meh. Yeah, you're going meh. <laughs> meh, she. Um, what do you think about serious Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, I love that. Because here's the thing is that he would deliver the lines with the correct, like he would still give it his all. And that's part of it, right? That's kind of the more philosophy. And it's kind of the um, uh, other guy, Brosnan, right? They're both very... They're both very silly, 
but they take it. They, 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 it's straight. They're playing it straight, but they're very silly. You know, they do silly yeah. little things too, but they're still, they're playing it straight. You know, they're not goofy. They're not calling attention to stuff. You know, it's not meta. They're just, they're just delivering it. It's very, it's very hammy. It's very fun. Uh, and I would love to see a, like a, just a dead serious Liam Neeson do this. And like, that's Liam what. Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Liam Neeson. Let me think for a second. Liam Neeson, would he be good? Qui-Gon, no. Qui-Gon Jinn. No. I'm sure he's probably been in, like, I, I bet they've looked at him to actually be James Bond. Yeah, because he's some sort of accent man, right? I think he's Scottish. Is he Scottish? I, I know that you and, Ma- you and McGregor is Scottish, and I just assume everybody <laughs> talks to each other. <laughs> it's all so Scottish. That they must both be Scottish. <laughs> they didn't I... speak once. They were in a whole movie together. They probably just went to Scotland and said, uh, can I get uh, an Obi and can I get a Kwai? Um, he's from Northern Ireland. Ireland, shit. I knew there was another one. So yeah, he could have been James Bond at some point. But not now. I do have... <laughs> 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 well, go ahead, what? I do think Irish accents are probably better than Scottish accents. What kind of shitty thing to say is that? <laughs> what do you mean? That's not a going... shitty thing to say. Why would you say it? Why I wouldn't mean... I say it? That would just be like saying like an Alabama accent is more fun to listen to than a Boston accent. Or That's something. not what you said. You said it's better. Okay. Better for me in my ears. <laughs> I don't know. It still feels rude to me. I was I was insulted. Wow. Okay. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut the whole podcast down. I'm getting canceled by the Irish. No, the Scottish. <sighs> but yeah, so do not let it happen again. I think uh, they're perfectly fine. I just think that Irish is a little more fun. Yeah, I suppose. I could see it. I could see thinking you. Is you and McGregor is Scottish, right? He's Scottish. I guess I'll look that up. He probably <laughs> is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident that you and McGregor is Scottish. Google. Why would I do that? I don't know. Why you... Yeah, I didn't pick anybody on my list that is... Um... You want to hear everybody else that you turned down? I've already turned them down. Well, you already picked Leslie Nielsen. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not done. I also had Gene Wilder, LeBron James, and Santino Fontana. Hello? (laughs) Are you laughing? Is it because of LeBron James? It's all of them. (laughs) I think it's also going from Gene Wilder to LeBron James. 
like those two men could play the same role. That's very funny. They probably could, yeah. So LeBron James would have the personality that he had in Space Jam, where um, he is always just, (laughs) he's always talking about what a great dad he is with his kids at home. (laughs) And then like at the end, it's like, dad, I don't want to do the thing I like. I want to do your (laughs) thing. And he's like, thanks, son. Like, yeah. That would be a funny game spot. But Dad, I don't want to be an international spy. That's him. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a basketball player just like you. He's it would like, be... shut up, you fucking PJ funny buddy motherfucker. <laughs> it would be funny if... <laughs> Are you be... laughing at PJ funny buddy? Yeah, yeah. I love PJ Funny Buddy. I do too. Um, it would be funny if he was like a really committed dad. Really <laughs> there should funny. be a committed dad in the James Bond universe for the for the first time. But it'd be funny if it's just like, okay, this time this isn't going to continue, but this time James Bond is like each time the James Bond has to be different for this reason. It's like at this point, okay, we've seen all the like brooding men categories you know let's mm-hmm. see yeah, let's see something else let's get into the other the other uh things that you can be you want to see james bond walking around with one of those little like carriers that has his kid in the front yeah and he, yeah. Like, he wants to be seen with and he wants to be photographed with them and he's very into it and it's not just because it's not just for the publicity it's just that he really he really enjoys being seen as a dad that's it it's the joy of and not only that, but being a, a father as well. So uh, are we, is is this Leslie Nielsen or is it LeBron James? No, hell no, this is not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> he could not pull off being a good dad. The way, just, I mean, the way that we need him to be in this movie. Like, You'd we, be waiting for him to do a spy hard move where he uses the kid as a human shield. Yes. That's a hundred percent it. That's the reason. Like you have to be like, oh, he's gonna like accidentally put the kid in a stroller at the top of a hill and it has to roll down. Like, you know, just like joke after joke about putting his kid in danger and like being unaware of them, even though he claims to be a good dad the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I get the Gene Wilder too. I think that's an interesting choice. And I think that would be a that's a different kind of man. Uh, that we have not seen <laughs> yet in the James Bond. That's why I thought it would be fun. I feel like he would bring, like, I feel like Gene Wilder would bring an, an intensity to the role. Sure. Um, like, because he was fucking scary as hell in Willy Wonka. So maybe yeah. he would bring, I think that he would give villains the creeps. Like, I feel like it would just be a switcheroo. Like, he would, like, walk into, like, a lair and the villain would be like, nice to see you, Mr. Bond. And he'd be like nice to see you guy and they'd be like what oh he knows my name yeah he'd be like this guy's bringing a similar energy to me yeah we do need i think connery has a little bit of i'm over it look but we need another like i'm over it like they're just like i'm here i guess greg had that a little bit as well but i feel like santino fontana no i'm talking about gene wilder he has that then why'd you call him greg i said craig Oh, I see. <laughs> I thought you were calling Santino Fontana Greg. Who is that last man? I'm sorry, you said it. 
<laughs> Each time you say, I'm like, I'm hoping it clicks. <laughs> but I don't know who that man is. Well, he plays Greg in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So uh, I thought that I okay. thought that's why you called him Greg. That would have been cool. Well, I just think that. Um, that would have oh, been fucking cool. Yeah, I wanted to say Kelly was gone for a while. I do him God knows what. But I just sit here quietly by myself. And I was looking at Ewan McGregor, who was born in Scotland. Congratulations. Um, I was looking at his, his Wikipedia profile picture. And if you stare at it, it's like at an award show. And he's kind of like, he's in the sun and he's doing a little smile. But if you stare at it, just like for the whole time you were gone, he keeps looking sadder and sadder. And he's it's, got a sad face, but it's it's weird because it like keeps morphing in front of your eyes. So if you ever have okay, some free time, I'm looking at it. Okay, just stare at it. He is getting sadder. Yeah, I don't think that's a real smile. That's it tricks you because immediately you're me. like, oh, this he's a little smile there, but he looks like he's been crying, and then uh-huh. someone asked to take his photo. Yeah, and he had to like wipe his eyes real quick. Oh, you and. Do you remember when um, I was super into Moulin Rouge and I had that huge crush on Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. but then I couldn't get any stuff with him on it. And so I just had a bunch of Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff, even though I didn't think he was cute in that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's not like I had bookmarks and posters, and I'm like, I guess this is fine. Even though I liked Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor. I wasn't super into Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, but also mom kept giving me stuff. So I had, like, binders and shit. Take what you can get. <laughs> I was like, this is similar to the to the person I like. Interested. Take what you can get. All right. Um. So... What were we talking about? So we're trying to cast the James Bond. So I think that, uh, okay, this last man, I know that you like him because he's Greg. I don't really remember him being anything much. He's suave. He, is he suave? Okay. He's suave. I think, I think that he should be in way more movies and shit because he's got a great singing voice. Every James Bond should have a great singing that voice. That would be neat, yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, he looks good in a suit. He's like walking around. Those are the two things that you need. He's snarky. James Bond's a snarky. I don't want to do this. I think that's my problem with, I think that's my problem with the the first guy, Vince Bond. I think he's too snarky. I don't want snarky because that's going to take up too much time because they're going to keep going back to that well. If you got okay, a guy that's but, too oh, snarky, they're going to keep but, going to the snarky well. Okay, okay, but you're not looking at the big picture, which is the rest of my cast. So I need a snarky James Bond to go with the person that I picked for um, assistance. Money Penny. Okay, who do you have for Money Penny? So for M or Money Penny, it could be either I, you one. You said assistance. That's why I jumped to Money Penny. I don't know who these people are. I had to look them up when you told me. So Judy Dench or Money Penny, I think just let me know who it should be. I think it should be uh, Jordan Shlansky from the Conan show. Okay. That's the very funny. literal. That's why you need a snarky person as James Bond, because you're going to have this very literal person with him that will balance out the snarkiness. I get that. That's really good. 
I mean, like we could even have Conan as James Bond. But that would just be taking a completely different idea and just forcing it in. But I I feel like I don't want Conan anywhere near this. (laughs) I don't want him to touch it. I don't want him to. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him to know. I don't want him to have some snarky comment about it. You know. You know. I'm just. I'm not. I'm. I just know. Now with the Conan down. (laughs) Down with Conan. What? You're not actually down on Conan. I'm down on Conan. I'm big time down on Conan. No, you're not. (laughs) Don't tell me I'm not down on Conan. I know where I am. I didn't. You're not down on Conan. (gasps) I didn't. I didn't like. One of the interviews he did, he did not, he did a bad job. You didn't like one interview, so you're down on Conan? I, it's a very specific reason, and I, I can't go into it now because it takes too long. Okay. Uh, but I just want to say I'm not a fan, and I, wow. I've always kind of felt like he wasn't a very good interviewer. I think <gasps> he's not great at talking to people he thinks maybe are a little nerdier. Like, letter, watch any Letterman interview, and... Letterman will, as long as you're interesting, he will be interested in you. And he will, like, is, 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 that's his whole thing he'd always say. As long as you have, like, three good stories, you know, and you're decently charming, it's like he'll treat anybody with the same level of respect as long as they come out and they're giving him something. Conan, I feel like, judges certain people, doesn't think certain people are, are cool, or it kind of has this kind of mentality of like, it's like, well, he's expecting other people are, are maybe thinking this isn't too cool, so he's got to act too cool for it. That's just my, I feel like I've seen that quite a few times with him. I don't like hmm. that he doesn't really have conversations with people either. He just sort of like does his little, well, I, I look like this, and oh, I'm a big lanky guy. And the other person's like, haha, that's funny. Like, what about the step? What about me, Conan? You know? <laughs> And I just don't, I don't know. I don't think he does a good job. And it's just like, I do think he's self-centered, but I love Conan. I think he's very funny. Yeah. I mean, I I was always a huge Conan guy, uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm just rethinking some Conan things Uh, going back through my Conan. Cause you know, I was a big late night guy, you know, of course we all love Conan cause he's a Simpsons man. Um, But I, you know, and I feel like I haven't said anything that's going to get people to, to hate me recently i don't know i think (laughs) joe's probably already loading a gun right now (laughs) i and yeah like i just i'm not gonna say anything else about conan i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry well he doesn't have to be james bond but i do think that jordan schlansky would be a good either money penny do you think he should be money penny in a more like under James Bond role, or do you think he should be above James Bond? It would be really funny to have an M that acted like that. And <laughs> was just like baffled. Like James Bond is baffled by this human. Or depending on who we get to play James Bond, it's like uh, there's clear, there's still a clear level of respect. There's still, still you know, it's, it's competency, but it's very much that it's, the organization is purely in this human's brain, right? See, that's why I think that um, the person that plays James Bond should be a comedic actor that can do um, drama. No, I think I, mean, I I can't. I don't. I that's it, no. I know you hate all my ideas, even though you didn't think of anything. You don't have a cast list. And you expected me to come in here with the perfect cast list 
and you hate every second of it. I don't hate it. I've been embracing large chunks of it. I'm just Have you been embracing my... large chunks of it? Thank God. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm not coming off well on this one. <laughs> I got. Uh, I'm not doing a good job. Uh, so, what do you think of Randall Park and Jordan Schlansky? That's fine. That's the only one okay. I I will accept of your garbage list and just <laughs> terrible ideas. Um, no, I do think that's the best combo. Because I okay. think then it's going to be it's going to be more like uh, I get the uh, feeling it would be more um, passive aggressive, which I think that's is the way yeah to I do think it. that Randall Park does a passive aggressive um, acting well. Then that's that uh, would be better for me than a, a very snarky person is somebody who is still giving it to him a little bit, but in their own sort of passive aggressive way that I think is is generally usually. Do you want to hear my other two M's? I can't wait. This isn't going to work the way we have it now. So for my next one to work, we'd need a more low key. I think for the next one to work, it would have to be LeBron or Gene Wilder as the the James. Okay. Um, I forgot his actual name. Glenn Howerton, Dennis Reynolds. For him? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It would bring um, an intensity to the role. Sure. But he'd be playing serious. He wouldn't be um he wouldn't he would be uh active like he would have some dentist qualities, uh, but he'd be <laughs> like like that as an aggressive uh, M. It's not played as a joke. No, it's not I there's no jokes here. I could, and you're right, it would be LeBron or Gene Wilder that would play against that the best. Yeah. LeBron would be like, I just want to pick my kids up from school. And Dennis is like, your kids? Yeah, There's a villain yeah. on the loose. Yeah. yeah it's like, you, you can't, we don't have time to care about your kids right now. That kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, get your butt in there. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Where it's like, where it's either Gene Wilder or either Gene Wilder or LeBron is like so clearly just not interested in it. You know, they'll take it, but they're not even going to pretend like they have any respect for him. And then M doesn't even really act in a way that they're even asking for respect, you know? Yeah. No respect anywhere, I say. Yeah, like I, I would say that this this version of him doesn't even have respect for himself, you know. My last M is Jill Talley. I just think that she'd do a good job. I think hers would just be like played the way M is usually played. Uh, hold on, Jill Talley, Mister Show. Okay, SpongeBob's wife. I know who it is. Okay. I know who it is. <laughs> SpongeBob's wife. <laughs> I don't. I guess that one's kind of baffling. I guess because she's you she's use very that comedic. word with me a lot, and I'm sick of it. I don't. Use I that am word. not. I am not baffling. 
my choices are not baffling. No, but she would be playing in um, a calm, cool, collected way. I don't see that. What about that lady okay. that is Roseanne's sister? What's her name? I know she's a prominent. She's a very good actor. Lauren. Laura. Yeah. Um, okay. Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She'd uh, do a good job. I think her and Jill Talley have a similar energy, so I don't know why you think that she can just because waltz I, in there and do the performance that Jill Talley can't do. Because I've never seen Jill Talley do anything that's not comedic and very like big comedic. You know, well, give her a fucking chance. Why are we giving her a chance? Why are we giving her a chance? You know, she's never reached out to me on my birthday or, <laughs> you know, asked me how I was. Like, now why I, I know what it's really about. You know, you're only picking people that have reached out on your birthday, and that's why mom is playing all the roles. <laughs> She's the only one. <laughs> I was thinking for James Bond, mom, and I was thinking for M, dad, after mom told her to text me. And then I think Emily, maybe after mom told her to text me, too, that, later. Yeah. <laughs> that she could be like, uh, I don't know, like Money Penny or something. <laughs> Yeah, those are the three big ones, I think, when it comes to people that wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would watch all those people. If it was given the budget of a James Bond movie, I'd watch all of those people. Just our family in, in a James Bond movie. I would pay to see it. Who do you think would act the best? In our family. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I know, cause like I can't act for shit, so I know, like, I feel like it would be Thomas. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got good delivery. <laughs> It'd be Thomas. Um. All right. Let's. Mom would be too into it, and that you could tell in her eyes that it wasn't her. All right, moving on back to the premise of the episode deciding James Bond cast and then creating the movie. Um, I just think that perhaps uh, Laura McCaff would be uh, you want her Laura instead of uh, Jordan or Dennis? Hmm, a little bit. I mean, I guess it's what kind of movie are we? making you know i know it's either got to be the okay are we going the james bond dad route or are we going the normal james bond route so that that would either be so uh, yeah let's start there are we doing leslie nielsen or are we doing lebron james uh i think it's more it's there's more to it in there if we do lebron james okay like, so we're doing lebron and dennis because if we if we'll end up just writing we'll end up writing a um a uh, naked gun that's what yeah we there'd do. be too many jokes we just okay so lebron gun. james is a fatherly james bond and his m is glenn howerton and his money penny is gonna be either jesse eisenberg or sophie turner hmm it's a good list um it's a really that's huh so I think if we have LeBron and Glenn Howerton, that's kind of 
two separate, way separate energies than Jesse Eisenberg. But we'll also still get a nerd with Q. So Jesse Eisenberg could be also Q, and then we could have Sophie Turner be Money Benny. I'd like it if Q were, were an old man. Like, I like the new Q. I like the Craig Q a lot, but I think it makes more sense. Oh, is it usually an old man? I didn't pick any old man. I have Jesse Eisenberg, Steve Zahn, and Rory Scovel. <laughs> That's the most Kelly list I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Basically, I just wrote men that I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see well i like this guy yeah q i would like it if q were kind of a, a curmudgeonly old man i think that's what we need do you want to put leslie nielsen in there yeah kind of i mean that way it's like he came to the casting call he was runner-up like we we want to offer him something well maybe we'll make it a little meatier than uh, some of the cues you know sometimes q shows up sometimes q is at the end so let's give him let's give it to Leslie Nielsen. Let's give it, you know, a little bit of meat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got we got a cast list. So we've got LeBron James. It's James Bond. Oh, LeBron James, James Bond. Look yeah. That. Wait a minute. We have not cast Money Penny yet. Unless we're going oh, to I thought it was gonna be her. Sophie Turner. Okay. We didn't discuss it at all. I did uh, not, well, I said either I Jesse did not I... give any clearance. she's going through a lot she just broke up with joe jonas what happened she's staying the custody taylor swift in taylor swift's house right now joe jonas's ex yeah i think she does have the kids now the thing that i guess he was preventing her from taking the kids to england so she had to go to new york to be with the kids again but like he's like trying to paint her to be like this horrible person for some reason and then he said like he's divorcing her because of something she said on the ring camera what i know it's all so weird i don't know that guy's got a weird energy i don't know what his deal is and then she found out about the divorce through media like he didn't even tell her are you fucking kidding me he lost his mind I know, because he broke up with Taylor Swift when they dated over the phone for in like five minutes. Yeah, he's a bad person. He's probably... five minute Foka. Why did why did why did Sophie Turner go out with him then? Are they not friends, or did they become Who? friends because Sophie Turner and uh, is that her name, Sophie Turner, the yeah. Grand Mathons lady, and Taylor Swift? They've always been friends because she's been friendly with her, even though she dated. Uh, Joe Jonas, and then wrote that song "Perfectly Fine" about him. That's but about they, dating. They, that was about yeah. That was about him after they broke up. So we have a new Layla or whatever the hell. No, that's not the one. You know the uh, Eric Layla. Clapton. La- it wasn't Layla. Eric Clapton and uh, George Harrison. Uh, you look wonderful tonight. That's what I meant. Oh, song about George Harrison's wife, ex-wife that became. Uh, Eric Clapton's future love. Oh, because okay, so you're equating that with Sophie Turner and this is the becoming one. friends. No, no, they were friends. You said they were friends before. Yeah, they've been they're friends. That's what I'm saying. And now, but now Taylor is like helping her through the the divorce. Mm, okay. Anyway, we don't like Joe Jonas. That's Joe for Jonas seems sure. like a bastard. 
I'm sick of his shit. I think any um, uber Christian guy that grew up uber Christian is going to have some a bunch of weird shit. They got a lot of stuff they at least need to work out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, they've got more probably that they need to kind of, you know, deal with and face. And not that you can't, but I'm sure that's got to be tough. And I know. I know. I know and then he's supposed to be the coolest Jonas brother. So that's a lot of pressure. And for a bunch of weird lamos, <laughs> they all have a weird energy. Like even the like, even the non-famous one. Because I've been, I you know, I've been watching, um, their show that is I'm totally blanking on the name right now. The one with the famous people yeah. and that. What's it? What is it fucking called? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why is this escaping me? Anyway, the Joe Jonas uh, reality show with the famous people's um, non-famous relatives. Um, I thought it would just come to me and I could come back from this, but I think my brain's really working against me right now. Um, I'm rooting for you. I know everybody is. Everybody is. Everybody's cheering. No, but I think all the Jonas Brothers have a weird energy that because I've never liked Nick Jonas, even though he seems to be a, a perfectly fine husband right now. But it'll turn out something's going to happen. I had to cough. Oh. I had to cough. Oh. Thanks for Thanks. stopping. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Nick Jonas is not. So it's Sophie Turner. Yeah, so Sophie Turner, we'll give her, we'll give her this job to get over um, the Joe Jonas shit. Yeah, she's very intense. She's very, but also very funny. Like so, like she's got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's got the chops. The chops are there. Uh, she's probably be the best M of everyone we named. Um, I don't even. You want her to be M instead of Money Penny? I just think that would make more sense. So, was... so Sophie Turner M, and then Dennis Reynolds Money Penny. No. <laughs> we don't just have to move them around. I think throw, uh, throw them out of there. Like I like them a lot, but I'm not sure I need to see them. Um, throw him out of there. We have to recast. Just one, just one role. But whom would take it? Jordan Schlansky or Jill Talley? Jordan Schlansky. Okay. Why did you even write her out in the first place? I thought we were pretty firm that we wanted her to be in the role. Who? Us. The agency. Who's her? Uh, Jordan Sh- Schlansky. Oh, Is wait. that a woman? I'm picturing the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that guy in there. Did you never know who we were talking about this entire time? I thought it was the assistant lady. That was Sona? Yeah. No, no. Jordan's the guy, the very literal guy. Yeah. All right. That changes all so the we, jokes. That changes all the jokes. We've been having a completely different conversation. No wonder we were so off base. It wasn't just my yelling. I didn't even know we were off base. That's what's really baffling to me. I didn't now either. I'm, now I'm baffled. We kind of just agreed with what the other one said about them, even though they're two very different people. Well, I guess we didn't really talk about them much. We were just talking about the relationship between 
Conan. But that's funny. You thought I was talking about Sona the whole time. Like I think I think that's a very funny um assistant person. I do like her as an assistant. Like she's very like I I like that she doesn't take any shit from Conan at all. Yeah. She's just kind of like this is how it's done and if you don't like it then I will just leave and he's and like she, no. She has like immediate good chemistry with everybody she interacts with. Yeah. Um, that other guy too I like. I know he was on I don't know his name. The other Gorley. Dude, Gorley. I love Gorley. They're both yeah. just so pleasant that it's like so easy for everybody to just sort of fall right into it. And then Conan's there just barking. And I do just... think Conan <laughs> but... is very smart to surround him by with people like that. Yeah. And I think that as like a because I do think that he, I think that he knows his personality. Like, I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. No, he he, he yeah. launches into it. He knows exactly who he is. He is who you described. I think that he's very self-centered and he's all about him, but I think he surrounds himself with people that challenge that. And I think that that's mm. a good quality that he he has on himself is that he knows that he needs those people mm. in his life to keep him from being too much of a dick. Yeah. Because I think, so, yeah. I think you're right. I think Conan comes off as a dick if he's just free to do whatever he wants. So he needs these, he needs Go- Mac Orley that's super friendly and just nice. And he needs Sona just to like keep that shit together. Like he, like Sona just tells it how it is all the time. Like she's not scared to say anything and, and he needs that. Andy Richter. He's that kind of guy too. He's just lovable. He's very funny. And it's just sort of like the perfect person to have sitting over there to kind of bounce off Conan. Um, you don't, you're not talking. Do you disagree about Andy Richter? I think Andy Richter is fine. Wow. I mean, I get I get what you're saying. But... I I just think that like um I don't I I've had a bad taste in my I I think I used to like him a lot and then after like the weird divorce that he went through and then he just like has all his like I don't know, he became like that super re- reply guy to oh, younger no. girls. Oh god. Yeah, so he kind of creeps me out. So oh. that's why I don't like him. But I like I that's something that if you don't know, you're still going to like Andy Richter, you, you know, so it's not like it inside because you didn't want to destroy my Andy Richter. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. That's what you were doing. You were trying to protect. I was and trying to protect. That's noble. And uh, <laughs> I get the impulse. So that's unfortunate. So I would say that uh, what I'm sorry, what is what is her name? Sophie Turner. No, the other Sona. The, Sona. Sona. What's her last name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It does matter, but right, <laughs> we we'll look it up. I mean, I never it. meant to cast her, so I, I didn't have her name. Her. I okay. think that we should have her. I don't. I think that's such a funny assistant to have play off of anybody. I don't think I could pronounce her last name. I'm sure I know it, but it's uh Mavsian? Ma- Mavsian? okay we'll let somebody uh, else say it eventually um <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well <laughs> we have a surprise guest that's coming in that can pronounce that this person you'll love them they know people's names they know how to pronounce <laughs> stuff they, they don't have just vague memories of a movie they've seen <laughs> three years ago <laughs> yeah. i don't even want to talk to them they sound boring as fuck <laughs> Um, where were we? So Sona has been cast. <laughs> it's been cast. 
I whatever. No, all right, you're right. Let's put somebody else in there. No, I think that's fine. I think oh, okay. it's fine. Okay, good. That's great. Um, so she's there. Sophie Turner has been promoted to M. Um, we've got Q is Liam Neeson. Do you think Liam Neeson though? He's not fussy enough. Leslie Kelsey, Nielsen. Stop it! I'm saying Liam Neeson again. <laughs> Sometimes people will be talking. This is how bad it gets. They'll be talking like on a podcast or something. They'll be talking about Liam Neeson. And I'm like, I didn't know all this stuff about him. And I'll, it takes me way too long to learn that they're not talking about Leslie Nielsen, who I'm picturing. They're talking about the man. So you've had this problem people. forever. It's not just today. All the time I have this problem. I'm not kidding. I have this problem all the time. It's a serious problem. That is because this co- this comes up a lot. I I just had to say, and I know this isn't going to make a lot of sense if you if you've only seen Q as a young man, but Q is a, a st- he is very fussy. He's that's the number one thing about he's very fussy. He's very he does not like James Bond. He's always like James Bond. No, we oh, need really? Kelsey Grammer in this role. Oh, that would be good. Sorry to Liam Neeson. Maybe we'll give him another role. But it was I, never going to Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say Liam Neeson again? Yes, you fucking said Liam Neeson again. <laughs> he's probably his ears are perking up every time he hears it. He's like, oh, am I about to be cursed? That's a beautiful Irish accent. Oh, oh am I to be cursed? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear what role I'm playing in the new James Bond movie. <laughs> Me, Irish, born and raised, no doubt. Gold. Near all the other Leslie Nielsen's, Liam Neeson's. You gotta admit, they're pretty close. It is close. You'll do it now. You'll start to do it. I'm sorry. It just happens. I don't want it to happen. Well, when we send our rejection letters, let's just make sure that we get the names right. (laughs) And it's also funny because I'm always talking about Leslie Nielsen. I'm never talking about Liam Neeson. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so but yes, I think Kelsey Graver would be great because he's very fussy and I I don't know about you, but I watched that preview for the Frasier and I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I'm very excited because they they fussed up Frazier like 25%. I love fussy Frazier. Kelsey Grammer knows what we like about him and he plays it up like a motherfucker. He fucking nails it. And like in that trailer, I'm like, yes, I will watch the show. Yes, I need to see him be. I If he's just nothing, if it's just a joke, how fussy he is, I don't care. I just love how angry he is too. Like. Um, when I was watching the that Frasier where he's so mad about the parking garage, oh, it's I think man. I've never laughed harder when he's like, you'll become between three and five. <laughs> it's it, no one can do it like Kelsey. I know. It's so funny. So yes, I uh, I think he'd be fun in this role. And it's funny how quickly he switches from that to just horny creep. Like it just over and over again. It's just like yelling horny creep, yelling horny creep. Like that's his two modes. And he flawlessly switches between the two. 
or he's like he's like uh i don't i don't know what the last one is but he's like storming away from something like he's <laughs> he's very hurt by something um <laughs> oh yeah so let's uh i think that'd be a good cue can you imagine being a woman pursued by Kelsey Grammer? It's the creepiest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like being in the woods alone and a bear comes out. And <laughs> it's like flirting. And <laughs> it's that energy. It's that like, oh God, what is this? Like you feel like you just be completely cast in a shadow as he walked out. He's not I'm not saying he's that big. It's just like that's sort of like how he comes at people, you know? I know. It's always like the, well, hello, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like very scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary. It's lucky that people, there's a laugh track. Otherwise, it would be, <laughs> it would be a horror movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. I wasn't sure if I was going to say a completely wrong name there for a second. Can Okay, can we still have Steve Zahn and Roy Scovel in the show? <laughs> I mean, why are we just putting people... What are they going to do? We'll have Steve Zahn be Felix. He's the CIA guy. He can play clean cut, but he can, he's kind of goofy. He plays, you know... That'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be Felix. He'll show up every once in a while. And then we'll have... Uh, what's... Who else? I'm sorry. Rory Scovel. Oh, God. This one, he'll be... Uh, hmm. Paul, believe me, he can play any role you put him in. <laughs> I think he wouldn't be a bad second henchman. <laughs> the more informed one. <laughs> that is... <laughs> but, you know, he'll play it very, very, like, straight, very, like, you know, military, he, you know. He can do that, Paul. He yeah. can do drama. All right, what other what other person do I have to shove into this movie? Those are the only two I needed. Okay, they're both in there. Congrats <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> so LeBron James, very... <laughs> He has two kids. We're gonna say this is a younger. So we did. I don't know. He's he's only in his thirties. Like it's not crazy. Yeah. So yeah, let's say this is maybe just a couple of years ago. My only issue is that I don't want him to have teen kids yet. I want at least for a little bit. We'll say maybe. No, no. He had young kids in in uh, Space Jam. No, but they that were... was only two years ago, right? I know, but they weren't babies. I I kind of want no. some of the gags. I want him to kind of carry the kid. I want it to be because I just feel like if we put too much kid stuff in there, it might be strange. But if he's like, oh, he's just a dad, like maybe he's got like a very young, like like a daddy, daddy kind of kid. And then he's got a baby, baby, you know, like that's okay. what I want. Okay. You know, still early on. Is he um, a single dad or does he have a wife? It's James Bond. So I got to have to lean towards single, but. It's yeah, we're not yeah, because we all. But he had two. He had two kids with this woman, so unless he had two different, um, mm -hmm. two different moms, that could be. Um, well, it could be a situation where James Bond's just finally facing like some woman dragged him down, tracked him down, and was like, "Hey, you need to help take care of this kid." Like, okay, so she had he he had two kids with her, and then she's tracked him down. No, it could be two different women. 
<clears throat> two different women tracked him down. Do you think they had a, a convention? Yeah, maybe they met and or they were like, your son looks a lot like my son. It could be a situation <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, that's weird. Oh, who's they his both father? look exactly like LeBron James. <laughs> Like, who's the father? And she's like, oh, it's this spy, and he came into town, and, like, I thought it was going to be this serious thing, and then he just blew, you know? I uh, thought he was British. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this could be, because we, we need to, I also don't want the kids to, like, reflect LeBron James's real kids, because I don't want people to get the idea this is LeBron James. This is James Bond. It's yeah, LeBron James playing James Bond because we'll we'll have him do, um, yeah, he's got. In that case, I think he should just have one baby. Okay. Should it be a thing he's recently dealing with? That you, you think he's a new dad? That's what I'm thinking. Like he's got okay, it but I don't know if that's his. I don't want to make a whole p- plot of the movie. Maybe it should just be like. He's been taking care of it. We're and then we're led to understand. We'll have a little bit of uh, back and forth with maybe the mom, kind of then deter. Okay, this has been like he was out on assignment in in some country, and he, you know, met her. What if it's just like this is implying that th- there's a previous James Bond movie that we will will never get to see, and in that previous James Bond movie, he meets up. It's a, your typical James Bond formula. He meets a woman. He gets involved with her. It seems at the end of the movie that they're madly in love. We see them sail off in in the sunset, you know, and the song, the the ending uh, sequence plays. But in our world, then, you know, James Bond is like immediately like, well, I'm, you know, James Bond is, you know, will return in this movie. And then we come back and. Now it's like he's like ready to go out on his next mission. But the lady from the previous movie comes and is like, hey, listen, dude, like, I don't know if you remember me. We had this whole fucking thing. You know, it was very important to me. Apparently, you just fucked off immediately. Well, guess what? Like, I was I became pregnant and here's your child. Okay, So we've got a baby. Yeah. So then. (laughs) We've got, yeah, we've got a baby, and then the the wife is there. She's in London too, um, or we could just have it be a thing. Because I don't know if it's a good idea if we have the first black James Bond and we try to do a thing with like absent father shit. Like, probably not a good look. So let's move away from that and say they split, and it's just like they take care of the kid together, but. James Bond. It's just the first time we ever see that there is a lady that he had a relationship that actually is now involved with future plots of the movie. You know. Okay, so he's a he is a father that is on a divorced um, schedule. So he's got him part time, and he yes. does his spy stuff around it. But he puts his kid first. So it's uh, kid first, spy second, 007. That's the like the poster would have him with the holster around kind of shit, <laughs> you know? Okay. So, yeah, he's very committed um, to being the father. We could do like a really 90s, like liar, liar shit and have it be like a custody thing. And he's got to prove that he's like 
He's like, oh, no, I make it to every game. And then M's like, oh, we need you out on assignment. And he's like, but my son's baseball game's in an hour. You know? Uh, He'll probably do some cool shit, like see the baseball game from a helicopter. Yeah. Like, he'll, like, trick the villains to, like, go low. And then he'll, like, see. So, okay, his kid's got to be a little older in that sense then because he'd be, like, a a little league player. Yeah. But, yeah, he'd be, like, going low and he'd, like, see the shot. And he goes, now it's time to die because he saw the the play. Like how you were talking about baseball game, and then at the end you forgot that it was. What did I say? You said play. Is that not baseball? Oh, I see. He got the play, like the okay. I'm sorry. I thought you. Oh, you thought it meant like a musical? Yes. No, like a play. They call it it. baseball, right? I know, but it's just yeah. I I didn't get there. I didn't. You thought I didn't know sports, but it turns out I do, and you're embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. This is you're embarrassed. I'm sorry. You're like, oh, she's using lingo. Clearly, she doesn't know about plays. (laughs) Clearly, she doesn't know that. I don't even know if they say that in baseball, but yeah, he sees a play ball. You know, they have. Then why are you fucking arguing with me? I'm not. I'm defending you. You're you're against doubting you. Yourself. You're doubting yourself, and I'm. You're, I'm not doubting myself. You doubted me. No, no, I didn't. No, I just got sad all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm being this. I'm being gaslit. This is what it means. <laughs> no, you're not sad. <laughs> all right. Well, by God, you're right. <laughs> what are we doing here? So James Bond. Well, you were saying, okay, so the baseball plays. Um, so, like, I feel like this will just be a more modern James Bond. So, like, yeah. we'll have, yeah, we'll have that baseball. That'll be, like, the climatic um, scene where he's, like, fighting a villain on the helicopter. And he's, like, just take me, like, he'll, like, pretend he's, like, dying or some shit. And it'll just take the, the helicopter down so we could see the hit. And then he's, like, that's all I needed. And then he, like, uh, uh, starts to fight again. But okay. I do like how we were going to take them to Menards. Yeah, they'll go to Menards. So this is all clearly set. In a, it's in, we'll say it's London, but it's filmed in, you know, like Ohio, right? <laughs> so that'll be a very Midwestern looking town. I'm For some reason, I'm now like pitching as if it's like Hook. Like with the score and everything, like it's like score that you'd hear and everything. It's got that shit in it, and I mean that's pretty much the premise to Hook, I guess, is why I'm jumping there. It's like he's like son, like oh yeah, he wants his kids back. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. All these fucking movies, that's what happened. So I just want my kids back. (laughs) That's Liam Neeson. (laughs) Um. But anyway, so James Bond is trying to get to the baseball practice. Um, you know, he you're like you said, it's like, oh, he's got to fight these goons. This will all be very centralized. So, like I said, well, it's like this is a very this is a very London James Bond. You know, um, this is all set in London. It all takes place around London The the terrorists or whoever the hell they're fighting they're all it would be okay it would be really 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 funny if they kept going to these midwest locations but the drives they'd go by like buckingham palace and big ben and shit 
Yeah. So it'd be like all the drive times would just be like, look at all this British shit. Yeah. And then they're like, falling into Menards. <laughs> like there'll be all these insane establishing shots. And then you cut to the actual scene. <laughs> it's like clearly <laughs> nowhere near any of that. And Q being an old man would be funnier when they're inside Menards and like it would be like um, our dad where he'd be like, now we're looking for a, a quarter inch thing. And then like yeah, you're just yeah. behind him dancing like <laughs> dude, dude, and he's like, I'll find it. Are we both looking? Of yeah. course we are. It's like, why don't you find this? And then you just kind of wander <laughs> off and look at the snacks for a while until you're ready to tell dad that you're not sure what the hell he was talking about. I'm usually just behind him dancing. I'm just like, do, 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 do. And then he's like, all right, now we need the half inch. And I'm like, hell yeah. He's like, do you see the half inch? And I'm like, maybe. classic yeah that's dad at Bernard. so that's what the scene will be it'll be lebron walking next to kelsey grammar our q character yeah and, um it'll be, be like i need a quarter inch tube why don't you look do you that? see <laughs> and lebron's just like over there like knocking over all the pipes yeah <laughs> he picks one up and like four of them fall over and he just like, <laughs> looking at paint watches yeah <laughs> if looking, i had a barn i would paint it this color what do you think look through the fake windows and pretend you're cooking in the fake kitchen <laughs> yeah i don't care you don't even have a shed to paint <laughs> and eventually kelsey griver or uh we'll use the uh, q has to page uh james bond to the front because he can't find him because he's wandered off to the other side of the store and q's ready to go he's already checked out and he has to page James Bond to the front. <laughs> oh, how very troll. And they're in a car together driving home. Oh, God. Their car scenes would be great. Yeah, and it's very quiet sometimes. And, like, um, Kelsey Graham, ah, damn it, Q will look over at, at James Bond and they'll just be like, turn up the radio or something. It'll be, there'll be <laughs> scenes like that. Like after they've already debriefed and done all that stuff, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So what do you think the, the villain would be in this? Like, what do you think their goal, their plan is? Um, Good question. So if it's all London based and we have to somehow tie it into the kids. So we need to either have it be somebody that's going to kidnap the kids. Cause that's kind of how these have to end. Right. Like, the kid mm -hmm. needs to be in on the final, like, the kid needs to be there, and you have to see how great of a father uh, he is because he he risked his life. Or he finally put the kid first. Like, you know, it's like he's looking over, he's like, do I disarm the bomb, or do I, you know, save my son? And he, like, keeps looking back and forth, and then he decides to escape with his son as, like, you know, the entirety of Canada explodes. And he's like, <laughs> And then it's like, oh, you are a good dad, you know. He's like, I didn't know anybody in Canada anyway. That's what his last line will be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I didn't know anybody <laughs> in Canada anyway. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> It does the Mario, Super Mario World exit. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's pretty good. So I guess the well, if, 
we'll have to we'll have to move him to Canada. So it'll be some sort of um some sort of counterfeit um counterfeit I would I don't want to go for syrup, maple syrup cuz that seems to be the too obvious. What's the second thing that Canada is known for? Toronto. <laughs> There's a counterfeit Toronto. These <laughs> are building a fake Toronto right next to Toronto, and they're gonna blow up the real Toronto. What? Oh, what if they're they're trying to take all of the business from Toronto because Toronto's always fake New York and in, in movies. Uh-huh. So I feel like he's trying to build uh, a fake yes. Toronto in Canada and take all the business that Toronto is um, getting. Um, and uh, they won't have any of that money anymore. I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> so who's going to be our super, like, it's got, uh, that's got to be a big skeezy guy. We need like, yeah. a, we need like a Danny DeVito type guy. I don't want it to be Danny DeVito because he's played this role too many times. Um, But we need like a big villain, like a guy who's like, this is going to be huge. We're going to take all that business and move it over here. And we're going <laughs> to charge $10 less. And This is a very goofy James Bond. Well, yeah, of course it is. We're right. This feels it. like Tim Burton. Like I can <laughs> see it as the penguin. Um, Yeah. God, who, who could be? Yeah. It'd have to be someone very dramatic. Um, But and not be, funny. Rory Scovel yeah. will be wearing his big glasses. His big old glasses that he wears, and he'll be very much like, yes, sir. He'll be very, you know, very much like anything this dude says he's ready to go. And then we'll have another, we need to hire, we need to hire, we need to get another henchman that is like just the brute force or just has like one special skill. So we'll work on that in a second. This guy is like, you know, he's ready to carry out any order, you know. Uh, Putty from Seinfeld? No, no, no. This is already cast as Rory Scorville. Like we already have it cast. You're talking about brute force guy. That's yeah. good, but I think that's been done too many times. We've too seen silly. It. Let, yeah. Let's get somebody who it would be a good football player, someone from the okay. NFL. Okay. We could we could keep the trend alive of having like we could do Gronk. We could do like a no. big not Gronk. Okay. Not Gronk. Uh, Travis Kelsey's famous now because he's dating Taylor Swift. We could have. He'd be fun. He's he could do like mean too. I think. Yeah. I still don't know who our super villain would be. Like, it has to be someone. It has to be someone that has age and can kind of do comedy, but it can't be a comedic actor. I feel like. They're just. Well, like... it could be fun if it was like Fred Willard or something, or Jerry Stiller. Someone who's just like oblivious to the wrong that they're doing. Yeah, that's a good one. Where it's just like, no, of course. Like, this is what you do because that's, I'm making money. So I'm right. Cause he's just like, yeah, he's just a big Hollywood guy. Yeah. The big Hollywood guy. We've never seen Jack Nicholson play a villain. Um, he played the villain in Batman. The Joker. In James Bond, I mean. But yeah. Oh. um, He'd be, he's kind of the Hollywood guy, but he needs to be bigger than, maybe bigger than Jack Nicholson. Bigger than Jack Nicholson. Right. This What's the movie next has budget of millions. Yeah, this is it. This is where the budget's going because we're filming in Ohio. And <laughs> probably like some other Canadian place. Um, that'll be the kicker too. Is that this whole movie is about how we're stealing business from Toronto. 
and we'll not film a single second Toronto. It'll all be other cities. I, I put big time actors in Google and I got Brian Cranston. No, no, no. That's that's no, he couldn't go big enough. Not that okay. no, that's not fair to him. Perhaps Christopher he Walken. He's already been a villain. George Clooney. No. Harrison ah. Ford. Harrison Ford. No, he's too he's too curmudgeonly. Liam Neeson. I have been saying his name a lot. <laughs> he's not Hollywood though. He's a different kind. He's the revenge guy. He's not he's not he's not big Hollywood guy. Okay. Uh, I'm not really getting any good people coming up. I just got like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Brad Pitt would be okay. He could do his like Moneyball type character. I, I think that would be okay. Ben Stiller might be fine. That would be too wacky. Wacky. Let's get, let's get, uh, I don't think, uh, what's his What about name? the guy who played House? Hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he's big enough. He's more <laughs> creepy. He needs to, he needs to go big. Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> she would go big. She'd go big. She's never really gotten to do a role like that before. She's never gotten to be a Bond villain. <laughs> She's been begging. <laughs> that would be really we could, <gasps> Paul, we should pick an old James Bond. Like Pierce Bronson. Okay. But he's not, he couldn't go big either. Why couldn't he go big? Because he's very subtle with his acting. Not this time. He'd go full Mamma Mia. Does he go full Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia? He sings. He dances. Does he, does he have a, does he have a presence? I bet he has the range to be full evil. Okay, we'll give it to him. Sorry, Oprah, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) But I've already made all my demands. <laughs> demands not met. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not Oprah anymore. It's Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, they've talked about that. They've People have wanted to do it. I believe he's even said he's willing to do it. Don't talk to me or my repulsive wife ever again. What? And that's I he doesn't he obviously doesn't have a repulsive wife, but those are all the clickbait ads are always like look at Pierce Brosnan's repulsive wife. Oh, it's so mean. It is mean, but I did I don't actually think that. And of course she just looks like a normal woman. It's always that Larry Bird one too that's like, I couldn't even afford a hamburger. That's like what did they <laughs> why is that so he's specific? got a repulsive wife one too. <laughs> repulsive i know it's the worst word so cruel (laughs) so cruel Um, it's so fucking mean oh we didn't put larry bird in this movie yet okay well we're just making space jam (laughs) for fuck's sake i mean we about (laughs) had fucking danny devito in the villain role it's goddamn (laughs) space jam is what we're making we're making we're making a 90s movie and it's they gotta they gotta get us to hollywood man we know what people like, and it's stuff that's already happened. Let's put a bunch of athletes in there. Like, it's a little bit like, yeah, that's, um, all right. So, James Bond is competing in some sort of 
gun shooting competition. Because it's Space Jam, you see. I think Pierce Bronson would do a great job as a villain. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so he's the villain. They're making a fake Toronto, and all the other people are involved. What is it that they're building for Menards? I guess since they're in Canada, he's building like a he's building like a log cabin with a lot of missiles and stuff, you know? Like it Well, also just his little build. gadgets, like right. the ones that James Bond has. He he'd be like Yeah. Hmm? They're all very like, you know, they're all very what you picture like when people picture Canada, you know, like with the the big trees and the lumberjacks and the cabins and the the winters and stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff he's building for James Bond. Okay. And James Bond in this wears like he he wears like a lumberjack outfit. So James Bond is full Canadian now? No, he's just in Canada. So he's wearing all the Canadian stuff. Yeah. If he was in Wisconsin, he'd be wearing a cheese hat. Exactly. He's blending in. <laughs> he's a spy. He's wearing the he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo as well. And looking damn <laughs> good in it. What's a Canadian tuxedo? That's all denim. Head to toe. <laughs> that's it. That's what he's that's what he's wearing. So <laughs> Um, it'll it's it'll be great. It'll he's wearing this. That's his big scene in the whatever you know. I don't know enough about Canada to know where he would be going, but wherever it is, he's going there. You know. Oh how well mm. I know. <laughs> oh how well I know. It's gonna be pretty bad. You know, people are gonna be mad when they see this movie because of how much Canada stuff is like, that's just shit that people think they know about Canada. It's like, well, yeah, we fucking know. Welcome (laughs) to Hollywood, bitch. Exactly. Let's never learn. Let's never grow. Let's never grow. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. We're here to sell movies. What's funny. Joe Dante. What's funnier than putting obvious stuff in is putting stuff that we've decided We've made up that is Canadian, so we'll do that. <laughs> so we've got we've got pretty much like because I mean James Bond isn't usually a like I don't know. There's like a story, obviously, but it's usually right. mostly action. So we've got like our our main plot devices going. So we've pretty we've pretty much got the James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything else would just be like filler action sequences, right? Yes. So, how often do you think they should go to Menards? Should it be? It, should be, it needs <laughs> to be an amount that's mentioned in every review. So, it should be like fixing something with Dad, where he always forgets one thing, and you have to go back to Menards. There's a scene. There's at least it's a good twenty minutes of the movie where they're at Menards, <laughs> pick everything up. They're in the parking lot. They get in the car. It was kind of an awkward ride to the house. They get the stuff out. Q looks through the bags and is like, oh, no, I forgot something. I forgot quarter-inch nugget turds. God (laughs) damn it. Get back in the car, drive all the way back to Menards, and then get out. And we have another scene inside the Menards. Should it be like a Hitchcock movie where you have to watch their whole drive time? 
I think that would be really good. I think that'd be funny because we can get some good. We can get some good atmosphere building. You can make those scenes pretty interesting. We'll have some tense atmosphere. Yeah, you know, we'll have some interesting music choices. We'll have, you know, we'll try to film it. Like I'm, I'm thinking for this whole movie, we kind of want a winter. You know, we want it to be winter most of the time, so we want a lot of snow. We it want... would be funny if there's a whole scene where like LeBron is just kind of like leaned against the wall, and you just hear over the intercom the the Menards um, theme song yeah. commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like he's leaned up against, and Q is like thoroughly looking, and it's just like you all you hear is in the distance save big money when you shop oh and then it works that the theme works into the score and it's a really tense moment because you see like across menards you see like the hinch person and that you're like standing he's also getting equipment for his shit at menards yeah and it's like Like, oh there should be there should be a moment where they pass each other and there's like a, they give each other a look, yes. but they're not sure how they feel about each other. And they're not sure how they know each other in that moment. And then yeah. like later, that's when Pierce Brosnan's like, they're not so different. You and I, we both shop at Menage. He gives them the receipt or like he rolls out his receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Did you save yours? Cause there's always 11% rebate. <laughs> It all, none of this stuff should be presented as if it's jokes. It needs to be very <laughs> apparent that nobody understands that this is supposed to be funny. This is all, this is very straight. This is, this is, but yeah, Pierce Brosnan spies James Bond. Some of us never even think about the rebate. We're oh, not there for the rebate. And it's like Brosnan grabbed, he overhears Q saying like, we need this last part. And he runs out and like grabs them all. Pierce Brosnan does and like hides <laughs> them so they can't find him. And then he like at the climax of the movie or like the big showdown, he like takes out all of the, the parts. You know, he's like, oh, were you looking for these? And it's like, he them out <laughs> and it's like, you took them. Like, that's I had to ask the manager to restock them. It's going to be three more weeks. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he says. And he said it's going to be three. <laughs> at that point, just venting. Like he's, <laughs> he's completely unaware of the situation or what's going on. He's just mad that he had to wait for the parts. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even matter anymore because they already used the thing that they, you know, so they already used it. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the big showdown. It'll take place in that fake, uh, that fake fake space needle that the Toronto has. Right? How many minutes out of this movie would you say is spent at Menards? I don't want to. I don't want to try to guess this. I want to make this movie like. Let's. Would it be irresponsible to make this movie ninety minutes? Would it be <laughs> irresponsible to cut? You know, the, most of the James Bonds are about two hours. But, yeah. you know, for this, I'm kind of like, let's get to, let's get through it. You know, that's yeah, a different crowd, different crowd. <laughs> and like, if we want to make some of these movement moments take longer, we don't want people to then be like, there's a fucking 
hour left. Yeah. Like, get through the Menards bits and then be like, okay, you know, I can get through 38 minutes. Like, that's not too bad. Like, <laughs> if they're not at Menards, they're at a training montage. With Menards <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Just in the Menards parking lot. <laughs> they're in the back in the lumber yard. <laughs> they're fighting that's where they train like you know sometimes the james bonds they will have like the the they'll have m and q they'll appear at different locations like they'll have offices set up like in a ship you know like they'll they'll be spread out everywhere so it's like this is a situation where they just like mi6 is operating out of the menards uh, <laughs> parking lot like that's where they're set up right now. That was the best place in in Canada. It won't ever. We don't need to look up if Menards has or Canada has Menards. We don't need to know. It doesn't matter. In our world, they do, and it's very important to them. And it's one <laughs> of the only places in town. Um, it's a wonderful store. <laughs> People will say shit like that all the time. I, and like Menards will be so confused when they see the movie because they were not consulted. <laughs> we didn't pay for any of this. I just want you to know. <laughs> and if they want to use the like, if they want to advertise using James Bond, we'll refuse. Like we will not <laughs> let them do that. It'll <laughs> just be they'll be so confused. Um, <laughs> but did yeah. they mention the eleven percent rebate? Fuck! <laughs> oh, what? what? The heck? Oh, fuck. They're all sitting in an office that we're watching the new James Bond. It's like, fuck, watch this movie, man. Like, <laughs> someone runs in with a VHS tape. They're like, you gotta see this. You gotta see what James Bond yeah, is up of to. Of course, Menards would still be like 20 years in the past. Like, you gotta see this new movie. <laughs> they're eating the weirdest candy in the world in their boardroom. <laughs> okay, here's what if. Oh no! Is it too like I don't I I don't hate the word meta, but I have I have a I have a relationship with it that's complicated. But Chris. do you think we should? <laughs> you always do that. Uh, would it be, um, would it be okay if to have these scenes, these Menards scenes in the movie where they're watching? <laughs> what if they're what if we all have this, like, as a commentary in the movie where the boardroom at Menards is watching, like, they're, like, they have security footage, and they're, like, you gotta see this, like, MI6 is operating out of our parking lots. This and is like, turning huh. into, like, Hook plus Spaceballs plus... Because <laughs> it'll just be, like, them watching them. Everything you're seeing now is happening now. And what we'll happened then? verbatim we'll do that scene <laughs> but it'll be serious and the people, manager yeah the manager from Menards. everything that's happening now is happening now what happened to then you missed it when now <laughs> that's it and they won't ever like go back and like there's it's does it won't be clear that we're we're commenting on that you know <laughs> We've never even seen space balls. It just happened that way. <laughs> Me and you are going to go full hick when we start promoting this movie. <laughs> so we'll have that scene. That'll take a good chunk of the time. 
we're just trying to find time like we're just like what's gonna take up the most amount of time we're just immediately immediately like we don't want to write a fucking james bond movie i know we only have one scene that has any action that's on a helicopter and we breezed past it to go back to menards <laughs> the beginning of this movie is action-packed it has <laughs> This whole terrifying sequence and it has like a helicopter upside down lowering down on a baseball diamond full of children <laughs> including james bond's son that's and we're like we'll baseball. get to that later <laughs> like running for their lives and like just it's terrifying and james bond is fighting a man in the helicopter that would be funny if it was the most boring movie for 45 minutes and then it was the most exciting thing you've ever seen for the rest of the 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of like setting up the relationships. We want it because we want it, you and I. I, I I'm not even going to ask you because I know we want this James Bond to really connect with people. You know, <laughs> we want this James Bond to re people really to feel and understand this James Bond and and have moments where you're you understand the really you understand the relationship we, we want between. the everyday people the north dakotas the yeah. south dakotas we want everybody <laughs> exactly we want those two dakotas specifically. <laughs> but like we yeah so we'll just we're really gonna bring it we're gonna hammer it home that this when guy... do you what do you think the last movie was to reach the north dakotas and make them feel seen Probably Fargo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what goes on in the Dakotas, honestly. Is Everybody's... anything ever set in Dakotas? Fargo. Well, no, like... it's not. They're, they're in Minnesota. Yeah, but a big part of it is about Fargo. Um, is Fargo in North Dakota? It's in South Dakota. South Dakota. I, know. I thought, I guess, I always thought it was all Minnesota. Interesting. Wait, hold on. Because there's two songs that reference it, and one says North Dakota and one says South Dakota. Hold on. South. Fargo. There is a Fargo, South Dakota. North Dakota. But the Fargo from the movie is Fargo, North Dakota. Interesting. Is that and then correct? The first question no, 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 is, no. Is Fargo in Minnesota or North Dakota? The city of Fargo is located in North Dakota. It's North Dakota. Because this is where. Oh, I was on confused. the border between Minnesota and North Dakota. This is where I was confused. Okay. There's a song by the Dead Milkman that talks about, they say, in Fargo, North Dakota. So there's one song. And then there's a song by the Silver Jews that he says, in Fargo, South Dakota. Oh, God, he lied to you. But now I'm always confused. Get Steve Malcolm a song on the phone. <laughs> I was confused. I He wasn't in the Silver Jews. I thought he was the lead singer in Silver Juice. No, it was, it, th that is not true. What? What? Correct. Who's the lead singer of the Silver Juice? The lead singer is uh, uh, David Berman. But who I believe Steve, has Stephen Malkmus is in the band. He's in there. He's in there. Okay. But he's not the singer. Interesting. Uh... Yeah. Let's really just pause to reflect on that for a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I'm always confused, and that's not anyone's fault. But... So who should be the main band that scores this movie? Oh, that really depends on what kind of tone we want for this. Like, 
are we are, i feel like we're pitching a 90s movie pretty much yeah um do we want something that's very 90s do we want it to be like i think i feel like it should be carried by a, a fairly like a well-known band obviously because all bands that we can think of are going to be well-known enough that they're not underground but mm-hmm. like it kind of like how jonathan richmond carried there's something about mary i think there should be like a oh. uh, a band like that that's going to be carrying um this this particular james bond movie okay but who would who would that role go to because it yeah obviously like jonathan richmond was like a, a famous singer at that point but I think that more people knew him from There's Something About Mary than just him in general. That's how they knew him. That's uh. how they knew him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, they're supporting, this is me so being supported. I'm just saying, you're, you're saying that's how they knew him. And I'm saying that's how they knew him. That's how they knew him. Like, okay. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Well, Okay, um, but he was also just, I think there was people that knew him before there's something about Mary. Well, I know, but I'm saying the masses. That's what you're saying. You're saying the masses. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't know who Jonathan Richmond was before there's something about Mary, unless Space Ghost came out before then. I don't know. I remember I remember being like, that's the guy from there's something about Mary. Okay, I think that's what I remember too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what band do you think should carry this movie now you keep saying carry are they gonna pop up throughout <laughs> they're gonna fucking carry this movie uh this movie's gonna be they're gonna turn it around no i'm just saying that their their band is like in the like they're not in the movie themselves but they're like heavy in the soundtrack so it'll be like um a bob dylan song and then three songs by this band that are like originals some of them just instrumental scores. Then there'll be like a, a Avril Lavigne song, and then there will be like three more of this guy. Right. Just the way that no James Bond has ever worked. Oh yeah, because we've been so true to the James Bond <laughs> storyline up until one. this. This is where it crosses the line for you. We can't have music in the soundtrack. That's where I draw the line. We I feel can't like have we music can so- in the soundtrack. We can't have you like a band. Yourself? We can't have a consistent band in the soundtrack. It needs to be one band doing the intro and possibly a second one doing a song for the credits. We can't okay. have a band pop it up. No, that's ridiculous. I never mentioned that the band would pop up. You brought that out of your little brain but- and then decided it. But you said <laughs> you were implying that like they were going to be on the soundtrack like ten times. I, like, that's ridiculous. As instrumentals, kind of like Kimya Dawson does the Juno soundtrack. She sings like maybe two songs, but the rest are just like the. All right. Well, Feist is from Canada. And okay, feist it is, fucker. Okay, goddamn. <laughs> or we could do Avril Lavigne, but she's more two thousands. <laughs> she sings Skater Boy at the beginning, and then it's just oh, but she yeah we we would need like a an intense James Bond song at the beginning. 
Um, who's big oh, right now? No. It needs to be Skater Boy. <laughs> they, isn't it an intense version of Skater Boy or is it just Skater Boy? Maybe they should redo it. <laughs> he <laughs> was a boy, a spy. She was a girl. Yes, they'll change the lyrics. A mother. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> How quickly do you think we'd get laughed out of a Hollywood office? They wouldn't. There, there's, there's no chance that anybody would. <laughs> this is not. This is nonsense. This is the worst. <laughs> this is even have a pause. Have any... <laughs> oh my god! Let's come up with some scenes. <laughs> just don't. They don't have any plot around them. Like we. Do you think people are listening because they think that we have a famous father? They're like they better. Or else there should be so. How did we get in here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're saying all this and the executives are nodding like of anything they say because we got to get these kids out of here. Because these kids have a famous father. We got to listen to them. <laughs> so LeBron James is James Bond. He has a child. <laughs> there are no British actors except for one, and <laughs> <laughs> and most of it takes place in the Menards. <laughs> they'd be you like, "What's Menards? And why is it so important to you, fucks?" <laughs> <laughs> also, we had to give Kelsey Grammer more screen time. Because his contract <laughs> abandoned it. So there's a lot of car seeds and a lot of Menard seeds. And we actually had to add some in. So I would honestly love to see how long I could talk. Like if you just miraculously, let's say you miraculously got through and came into a pitch meeting, like, and they, like, maybe you were so, like, they thought you were somebody else or something. And you got in and you could just talk. I just wonder how long each of us could talk before we'd be like thrown out of the office. Immediately. I don't think. <laughs> you don't think what, like, you don't think either of us could bullshit just a little bit to the point where uh, people are like, yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, if they thought, if they thought you were important when you walked in. So no one's going to immediately okay, say. Okay. Because, like, they think you're, okay, say, like, um, maybe Liam Neeson's daughter was in the office but went to the restroom right when they walk out to say, like, who's next? And I'm like, I'm Liam Neeson's daughter. And they're like, come on in. We, we're we're waiting for you to tell us your script idea. <laughs> how, how far into Gremlins 3 do you think I could get before they're like, we don't care who you are. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know. That's a very good question. I'd like to see. <laughs> I also like to see Liam Neeson's daughter just like patiently waiting outside because she thinks like, well, somebody else is in there. Even though it was my turn. And then she like peeks her in. It's like, there you are just ruining your reputation as a, apparently as a screenwriter. She has like the best script imaginable on her plate. Like she's, she probably has like the next Oscar worthy movie. And we ruined all her chances by uh, going in in her place. And then when they walk out and say, who are you? She's like, I'm Liam Neeson's daughter. Here's my script. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding me? God damn. (laughs) Now that's a movie. That'd be funny. Put that in at the end of the movie. This is the kind of movie we're we're dealing with here. As long as it has... The it has the gun barrel sequence. It has the intro. It has the song. You know, it has the villain. It has James Bond, like with a partner at some point. Like as long as it has that shit. Anything else, you can do whatever you want with James Bond. You this is have... pretty much um, a Gremlin, Gremlins two version of James Bond. At this That's point, it. like this is nonsense, but it's fitting the theme. Okay. Yeah. Like it's gonna, it'll make sense if you've never, if you've never seen a James Bond movie. This movie will, you'll just seem like kind of a strange movie, but it's not gonna be like. It's just more like, well, the pacing was really weird. They kept going to a, they kept going to a hardware store, and that took a really long time. And you know, it was just kind of was kind of weird how all, all the action took place at the end. Like that's the kind of things they'll say. But if there should be. One critic, though, that loved it. And yeah. he should be so mad when people say hardware store instead of Menards. Like, he'd be like, uh, they, they were just in a fucking hardware store. because they were in fucking Menards. God. It was a perfect movie. That's exactly what Menards is like. That's what it feels like. This is what Menards is like. You either get it or you don't. It's the CEO of Menards. <laughs> <laughs> with a part-time film critic for the <laughs> local paper <laughs> finally someone fucking gets it <laughs> oh dear okay well i thought this turned out more beautiful than i could ever imagine i like that we left a lot of characters uncast i like that there is zero zero plot to this movie we didn't resolve it there's no besides seeing each other there's no conflict really we're not aware why james bond is involved or like what they were doing (laughs) what they were building or needing supplies for there's no other characters like does james like the sun disappears there's this terrifying, terrifying sequence that has nothing to do with the movie that doesn't like appear later. Oh, welcome to fucking Hollywood. This is how dreams are made. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's perfect. <laughs> it's got Skater Boy as the theme song. <laughs> It's clearly heavily inspired by the movie Space Jam and Hook. 
<laughs> and space balls. And there's a whole sequence that is completely ripped off from Spaceballs, a parody of something else. No, but everyone in this movie would be acting so straight. That's, like this would yeah. be this would be an intense this is an intense movie. This isn't a joke. This isn't a funny movie. This no, isn't fun. Yeah, agreed, no agreed. one's having a good time. That's a, critics agree. <laughs> <laughs> no one had a good time. <laughs> I think- All these actors on like a, like there's like a um intense Hollywood story like on ran on cable for this and they're just kind of like oh the most nightmare movie I've ever worked on was James Bond seventy five <laughs> Menards. God. I never want to go back. I never. I don't. I don't even like talking about it. There weren't even scripts. <laughs> just to, just to do stuff. And then they say, just two people saying, "Do it better." <laughs> just remember, you're at Menards. Remember where you are. <laughs> All right, let's do the helicopter scene. James Bond, you will actually be piloting this helicopter. The brush. <laughs> we didn't hire a stunt person. <laughs> we didn't know you had to do that. God, <laughs> get in the helicopter. God damn it. We have one shot at this. We only have one camera. <sighs> yeah. Well, this. <laughs> I hated it, but they're geniuses. They're geniuses. I, I'll go to the grave with that. <laughs> that's kelsey grammar on us <laughs> yeah, he's the only person that had a good experience <laughs> no one else knew what they were going for but i did i, I always believed in this movie <laughs> they said let's film the helicopter scene and i said that's exactly i'm on the same page menards is a rap i said and they said yes. They said yeah. We already said that. <laughs> Thanks, though. I guess. Basically, I agreed with them every time they made a call because <laughs> they're, they're the experts. <laughs> they're the experts. I'm not going to work on some Liam Neeson's daughter's project after this. I'll tell you that much. I love this movie so much. I, I, do I think it's better than any movie I've ever seen. Well, I feel like it's real at this point. Like, I, I am sad that we can't watch it. I know. I wish we could pause and go. <laughs> Even though, like I said, we didn't, we didn't come up with anything. But I do want this movie to exist. That's all I know. I mean, the rest of it will just <laughs> all yeah, come I mean, together. Sh- shit falls into place. Like, you're like action and people are like acting. That's yeah, how they know. Done. I mean, they don't have scripts on screen, so no. presumably they just know what happens. Yeah, you tell you tell actors what their character is, and they they act it. Yeah, like you're James Bond, and you're a dad, and you're trying to fight this guy who's building a fake Toronto. Yeah, to divert money from the real Toronto. The only time you've seen him is at Menards because we didn't write him into any other scenes. <laughs> Except for the helicopter scene. 
He's in a tense Menards moment and then the end of the movie. And then we'll do a big dramatic chair turn, like the whole movie. Like James Bond's coming up to him with his gun and he's sitting in a big chair. It's a classic, you know, you've seen it a million times. And he's got the, you know, he's got his back turned to James Bond and you hear a voice and then he turns around and it's like, you're supposed to be like the Menards guy. But it's like, you literally don't hear about him or know anything about him. This whole rest of the movie, it's just like. I feel like his his chair should fall apart, and he should be like, "I gotta get one of those from Menards." <laughs> uh, James Bond will be like, "Well, Menards doesn't really have furniture," and then <laughs> the villain will be like, "Oh well, I guess I could build a chair." <laughs> Now that's good writing. <laughs> I guess I could build a chair. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you while you were turning your chair around. I love this movie. Right. I think we need to wrap up, but it's even though we o'clock. haven't done anything. <laughs> this podcast episode is a mess and i'm i feel concerned about the things i said about conan o'brien and uh and just other things that were said and done i don't know but probably one of the best episodes there over done it's pretty good all right folks well remember that you always got you you have a choice in life (laughs) either listen to this or don't we're not if you think you just wasted two hours of your life, that's not our fault. That's not our fault. We didn't keep you here. Like, <laughs> we didn't ask you to listen to the whole thing. If you got here, I want to know who you are. Seriously, <laughs> if you got here, please tell me who you are. I'm dead serious. I need to tell know. Us what, tell us what made you mad. <laughs> Was it me not liking the Scottish accent? Was, Was it, it Paul not, not knowing who Liam Neeson is? <laughs> I know who he is. I just get him confused with Leslie Nielsen. Debatable. <laughs> I just i I would really appreciate some feedback. Like just <laughs> like just like what happened to you that you did this? You know, did you enjoy it? What kind of human are you? What kind of human are you? And I need. I'm not talking about like you skipped to this. Like you started at the beginning and you listened to it. And you got to the end. You listened to our private phone conversation Uh that we had. I need to know who you are and I need to know what you're doing. I need to know. I didn't know this was being recorded. I didn't didn't know that. And if you're using clips of this for a show where you talk about the worst podcast you've ever heard, tell us. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we have to know. (laughs) It won't stop us from making them. We'll keep doing it. We want to feed you. Like, <laughs> throw us some of those listens. <laughs> um, unless your podcast is like worse than ours, you know? And it's, just <laughs> it's someone with no <laughs> listeners that just makes fun of our podcast. <laughs> I would love that so much. Um, okay. Well, thanks for being here. And um, just as always, you know, we appreciate every one of you. And, um, I have to go now, so goodbye. And uh, Kelly's here. Goodbye. Bye.